Welcome to A Slice of Orange. I'm Jody Balma, and today we're going to talk about your ballot measures, the California state ballot measures. Uh, just a quick overview. We'll dive deeper where you get your sample ballot and start filling out what you want to vote for and whatnot. But I just want to give you uh, some picture of what you're looking at for November. So let's get started. So as we look ahead to November 2022 and the election, we've got to talk about ballot measures. We've got to talk about these propositions that end our ballot. Um, There are seven, uh, which is a a relatively small number for California. Uh, We've had more than 20 in past elections. If you're new to California or you're a new voter, it can take some getting used to that you are being asked to make decisions about legislation um, and, and the rest of us who have been voting for a long time are used to it, um, but there's always new topics and more we have to research and find out. One of the first questions you have to ask is, what does this do? So let's just do a quick review today and we'll dive deeper on uh, as we get closer to the election. The League of Women Voters does an incredible job with pros and cons, and so I'll be sharing that presentation with you, um, video, so you can see our uh, graphics and, and and kind of what this all is about. Um, and then I'll come back and uh, on Slice of Orange, take off my League of Women Voters hat and uh, put on my, uh, I'll tell you what I actually think, hat. Um, because the League of Women Voters does the presentation non-biased, just giving voters that information, which is great and wonderful. But my podcast listeners get to know exactly what I think. So We'll come back to that. So for now, I just want to give you an overview, kind of get you prepared for the ads that you're going to see, these seven ballot measures. So the, the, there are different kinds. There's different ways for these pieces uh, of, of legislation to get on the ballot. So we have a couple of options, uh, to, to examples to give you. Prop one is uh, legislatively placed. So the legislature put this on the ballot. And so we're going to amend the Constitution uh, to protect reproductive rights. That's proposition one. Um, and the legislature put that on the ballot and then the people vote uh, whether or not we agree. Then there's five in the middle that are initiatives. And that means that people, interest groups, companies, organizations, uh, unions, uh, gather signatures, you know, roughly half a million signatures to qualify for the ballot. And that places the measure. Now, the legislature could, if they want to pull the measure and say, we're going to work with you and address this legislatively, there's a really big reason why we want that to happen. The legislature actually makes better laws um, than often the initiative writers. Uh, There's more compromise, there are hearings. And so that's a nice, relatively recent reform. But the five that succeed are those who gather the signatures to put it on the ballot and are not going to compromise with the legislature. Or maybe the legislature didn't even offer. Some of them have to go on the ballot because they are changing something that has been approved by the voters before. And the only way you can change a past initiative is with a future initiative or the, the groups that supported it simply want the voters to decide. So those are the five in the middle, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. We'll talk about what each of those do. And then the last, Proposition 31, is what we call a referendum. So the California legislature passed through the Assembly and the State Senate a bill that bans flavored tobacco. 
And the tobacco companies did not like that. Um, and even though the governor signed it and it was going to go into law, they uh, filed a referendum and said it can't go into um, effect uh, until we get a chance to gather signatures. They did that. Um, it helps to have millions of dollars at your disposal from a corporation. Uh, and they gathered enough signatures to place it on the ballot. And so this referendum. So in the meantime, that law that was passed has been suspended until we uh, find out if the voters want to veto the legislation, which we could do by voting no um, against the ban on flavored tobacco sales or voting yes, that we want to uphold the ban uh, on flavored tobacco sales. So that's a referendum. Um, it used to be a little tricky, uh, those of you who have been voting for a long time, where a, a no vote meant yes and a yes vote meant no. We've simplified all that, thankfully. And so now a yes vote means you uphold the ban and the no vote means that you veto the legislation and uh, it's a little bit simpler uh, to vote. So before we dive into what they are, just a, a little bit. Um, you know, I really encourage you to do research on these. I really encourage you to not just trust what uh, the well-paid commercials and social media ads are telling you. Um, I always uh, start my research with the LAO, uh, which is the Legislative Analyst Office. They have amazing research. Uh, the Legislative Analyst Office is laoca.gov. I'll put the link in the show notes. Ballotpedia does an incredible job with ballot propositions. People add all the links. Um, they do a great job where you can find out. Uh, they just kind of aggregate everything for you in one spot. So you know, you know, which newspapers are endorsing what, who's supporting it and who's opposing it. And that's one of the things the League of Women Voters does is kind of present all that information in a nice presentation where it's all together and you're not having to go seek out seven measure uh, different ballot measures. When, you know, when there's 27 different ballot measures, you really need to rely on other folks. But the LAO is great, Ballotpedia, because they direct you to the source material. Uh, and, and that proposition analysis, that background, that context is really important. So I'm going to try to provide uh, that to you. So these are all simple majority. Um, a few things that you, you know, definitely want to consider when, when you're thinking about how you're going to vote is, um, you know, is, is this going to help? Um, sometimes there's a good idea and it's just poorly written and it's going to be poorly implemented. The unintended consequences are, you know, so huge and glaring that you know it's going to cause problems. Um, the only way to change uh, an, an initiative that's passed by the voters is with another initiative. So unless you approve of everything that is written in this ballot preposition, not just what the ads tell you it is. Um, you might want to vote no. Uh, when in doubt, leave it blank. Um, there's no penalty for leaving candidate offices blank. There's no penalty for leaving propositions blank. Um, and, and really, I would encourage you. Now, if you're listening to this, you want to be an informed voter. So you, you're probably going to find out and have an opinion on it and be happy to share your opinion on the legislation by voting. Of course, there are, um, you know, endorsements and, and you'll get that information, but be leery of, um, of, of just trusting the ads. There's often a financial reason uh, that whoever it is that's paying millions of dollars to put commercials on the air is doing so. So just be aware of that. There's another little quirk on this ballot. So as I said, Proposition 1 is a constitutional right to reproductive freedom, including a right to abortion. So if you want to protect that. Now, we could have a discussion about why 
uh, the California legislature feels that necessary. Um, we have seen, uh, you know, rhetoric from uh, conservatives, pro-life groups that they are not done, that Dobbs is not the end of their fight for pro-life protection. And the, 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 the Right uh, from conception is a bill that, that has already been uh, co-sponsored by some of our local officials, Michelle Steele, uh, one of those co-sponsors that would uh, ban abortion throughout the country. There would be no protection in the state. And so this is an effort um, to codify and protect that right, so to put it in the Constitution that the right to reproductive freedom, including the right to abortion, including the right to contraception, another Measure that that, that um, Republicans in the in the House of Representatives voted against this last session. Uh, so that that's just a, a protection for legal fights in the future. There is no direct threat in California right now, but it's overwhelmingly popular, and we predict that voters in November will in fact pass Prop One um, by a fairly large margin, uh, as we are seeing uh, the, the the right to reproductive freedom in other states be curtailed and, and in the news. So that's the legislative question. Then these five ballot measures, um, Proposition 26 and Proposition 27, you've probably seen something about hundreds of millions of dollars being spent by gaming casinos, by online gambling. Um, it, there's two different questions. Um, where the questions overlap, to restrictions to where gambling can happen and where it can't, um, that's called a competing initiative. Now, not everything in Proposition 26 and Proposition 27 contradict each other. So it's possible when we're talking about competing initiatives, if both Proposition 26 and 27 passed, there would be some court challenges. And when there is a tie um, in, in the electorate, and both pass, then the court will choose the winner based on which initiative got more votes. So if both of them pass, then it triggers a legal question of competing initiatives. So if, for instance, uh, there was a Proposition 99 uh, you know, that said you cannot own a dog and a Proposition 100 that said you absolutely have a constitutional right to a dog, then the one that got the most votes would go into effect. Those are directly opposing measures, and you can't put two contradictory measures on the ballot and have both of them pass and go into effect because, of course, we don't know what we do. So Proposition 26 and 27 has that. Um, there's a little bit of crossover, but some of it is different. So legalizing sports betting at American Indian gaming casinos and licensed racetrack, racetracks in California is part of Proposition 26. Proposition 27 would legalize mobile sports betting and dedicates revenue to the California solutions to homelessness and mental health support, which is what they're really highlighting in their ads. Not that they are, you know, just legalizing mobile sports betting where you could gamble on your phone, but they are really touting and trying to sell uh, that this added tax revenue would go uh, to these programs. But obviously, it's a for-profit companies that are funding these and obviously a, a big portion of that would go to um, their bottom line and, and, and profits. So um, we'll dive deeper into Prop 26 and 27, but just understand that these are two separate gambling initiatives that deal with what is currently by initiative, which is why this has to be on the initiative, why it has to be in a ballot, because we can only change it with another initiative. Um, the voters in the past have allowed gambling um, on horse racetracks, 
Um, surprisingly, the, the, the horse folks have a tremendous amount of political power to get that gambling approved where other gambling had not been in the past. But then um, in past decades, we uh, have on past ballots uh, legalized uh, gambling on uh, indigenous land, on tribal land. And so that has generated you know, millions of dollars for those um, tribes that have those casinos. So we'll dive deeper into 26 and 27, but the, 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 the tribes themselves do not agree on Proposition 26 and 27 because, of course, there's different money revenue incentives for both. So we'll dive into that different uh, later. But 26 and 27 both deal with how we change gambling if voters want to change gambling. Proposition 28. Uh, requires funding for K through 12 art and music education. So what, what this basically does is say that we have, uh, you know, Prop 98 already sets aside um, money for uh, the, the K through 12 education. Actually, community colleges are in there too. So um, the former Los Angeles Unified School District Superintendent, uh, Austin Butcher, uh, really wanted more money for arts. And so this would... Um, set aside money from the general fund that matches 1% of the overall funding. So it doesn't add taxes, um, but 1% of what is being spent on that Prop 98 money. And and it would pay for arts, arts and music. So um, I'm not a huge fan of ballot box budgeting, and we'll talk about 28 later with, with some folks who have studied this and dive into it, whether or not we think this is good or bad, and the voters can decide. But definitely, I think um, most people that I know would 100% agree that arts and music is um, you know, lacking in the schools, that since Prop 13 back in 1978, it has been woefully underfunded, and uh, we definitely need to hire new art staff, new theater staff, new music staff. Um, performing arts and, and visual arts are crucial uh, to a well-rounded society, and, and, and having that in our schools is necessary. So we'll talk about funding um, in, a, you know, in an era where we have a hundred billion dollar surplus. Um, th- there's plenty of money to go around and we should definitely do that. But obviously we live in feast and famine economic times with our budget. And so we want to make sure that we're making good uh, budgetary choices. But um, Proposition 28, I haven't really found anybody who's posed to it. Um, just some fiscal questions that we want to dive into a little deeper to be fully informed. Proposition 29, uh, it, it doesn't feel like it would be a California ballot without uh, a question about dialysis. In front of us, the, um, the, the, the Service Employees International Union United Healthcare Workers West is the union that has been funding in 2018 and 2020 um, these dialysis questions on the ballot, which would put a bunch of clinic rules. Um, it's the third time they're coming back, hoping that they have something that the voters would support. Um, and we'll see what happens, um, whether or not uh, making staffing requirements that a doctor has to be um, uh, you know, at the clinic during a, a nurse practitioner, a doctor, or a physician's assistant would have to be on site during all treatment hours. Um, and, and you can see how that would have an impact where, uh, where, where the dialysis center staff um, ha- have been kind of um, administering uh, dialysis for these kidney clinics uh, and kidney patients, and then suddenly adding these staffing requirements would increase the cost and, and possibly result in fewer treatment hours if, if that were the decision of, of the company. There's lots of money on both sides. 
um, obviously the, the, the for-profit companies uh, that run the kidney clinics are, um, you know, opposed to any changes by the initiative. Um, and so we'll talk about that. But the voters have not been persuaded in the past two elections. Um, so we'll dive into this one a little bit later. Prop 30 um, is, you know, millionaires paying for electric cars. So um, heavily, heavily funded by Lyft. Um, this measure would impose a new 1.75 tax percent tax on any individual's income of more than $2 million a year. Uh, it, it set to raise $3 billion to $4.5 billion each year. Um, for this initiative. However, obviously, at some point, uh, economists would tell us that there's a tipping point where uh, the, the, the high income folks making 2 million, 3 million, you know, and more um, say, you know, I'm just getting taxed like crazy in California, and therefore I will move out of state for half the year. Uh, because I'll move to a state that doesn't charge me income tax. And so at some point, that tipping point of when is the tax a motivating factor could reduce the amount. Um, and they would not just take the additional 1.75% tax um, that they would be paying, but they would be you know, taking the first 13% um, that they're paying in income tax from past uh, initiatives that have added taxes on the wealthy. And what it goes to is um, zero emission vehicle projects and wildfire prevention um, programs. And we'll kind of show you the, the graphic of how much and what percentage that is, but it, it would add incentives, funding for incentives to buy zero emission vehicles, to build new electric charging or hydrogen fueling stations, and then um, wildfire fighting and prevention efforts. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a question of, is this the right way to fund it? Um, it you can be both for uh, funding and incentives for zero emission vehicles. You can be for new electric charging and hydrogen fueling stations that the state would you know, greatly invest in our infrastructure for that. You can absolutely be for um, the state paying more for wildfire fighting and prevention efforts and infrastructure uh, as we enter the new normal of, of wildfires that are just routine and so common and still be against this tax. Um, again, when you have a surplus of $100 billion um, in our California budget in a single year, there is the question of why are we raising taxes? Um, clearly, Lyft uh, sees this as an easy way to avoid um, them uh, trying to fund electric uh, vehicle purchases for their drivers. Um, uh, so that, that's there. And then Proposition 31, again, is the referendum um, that the legislature already voted for um, in 2020. And so it's been just stalled. And we do see, and we'll talk more, um, that, it, you know, vaping and, and flavored tobacco chew and, and you know, re regular um, tobacco products that are flavored have just ballooned in sales and popularity uh, and definitely, even though it's illegal for children to buy them, um, youth vaping has just skyrocketed as well. And those flavored tobaccos or flavored products um, are definitely contributing factor to that. So um, that's your seven ballot measures. So we'll dive into it deeper in a future episode, but just to get you started with information and again, uh, research your ballot, look up um, what these ballot measures do, lao.ca.gov and Ballotpedia, California ballot measures can really help you. And then, of course, our local media, Cal Matters and Voice of OC, and lots of local media are doing their best to make sure that we have informed voters. So, thanks for spending some time with me. 
So as always, thanks for listening. I couldn't do this podcast without you. A special shout out to my favorite listener, my mom, Peggy Jenkin, who listens to this podcast, even though she lives in Turlock, California and doesn't get to vote for 90, 95% of the people I talk to. Um, my executive producer, Ann Watka, who spent years talking me into this. Uh, a huge thanks to the producing team who makes this possible, Jackson Henry and Tisa Valiola. Um, if you haven't listened to Observing Fullerton, you know what to do next. Subscribe and listen to all their past episodes. As part of the Fullerton Observer, uh, the podcast team, Arujan Veed, Arian Meza, Bianca Bravo, and our own Jackson Henry, keep you informed about the, uh, the Fullerton community with their podcast. So give them a listen. They've got a great show. Thanks. Talk to you soon.